Hello, and welcome to A Sense of Place, a podcast of the Housatonic Heritage Oral History Center. I'm Judith Monachina, the director of the Oral History Center in Pittsfield, Massachusetts. We're very interested in the work of W.E.B. Du Bois, a historian, sociologist, writer, journalist, one of the founders of the NAACP, among other distinctions, who was born and raised in Great Barrington. And so when we heard about an ambitious performance project centered on Du Bois's work, Black Reconstruction in America, we wanted to know more. You know, there was so much of it that, that really struck me. And wow, that was in the, 18, the late 1800s. I feel like this could have been written out like last week. <laughs> and I started attending these Zoom meetings, you know, these uh, organization, you know, activation meetings. And I realized that there were all these young people who were suddenly activated and were so passionate, but also had no idea <laughs> They're standing on the shoulders of the work that's been done for centuries, like literally centuries. And I said, wow, the one book that no one is actually going to pick up and read is a 750-page book written by Du Bois that was back from 1935. And I said, how could I get people to engage with this? You just heard Mary Park. She is joining me. And also joining me is Kamisha Scruggs. Kamisha is a Ph.D. candidate at the University of Massachusetts in History, was W.E.B. Du Bois Center graduate fellow there, and former W.E.B. Du Bois boyhood home site tour docent. She has also been working with Housatonic Heritage to create a video-recorded historic tour of Du Bois' Great Barrington. Miri Park is a B-girl, choreographer, performer, producer, scholar, and mother, based in Thousand Oaks, California currently on the faculty of California State University Channel Islands, and associate choreographer for the 20th anniversary tour of the musical Rent, and was a performer in Rent on Broadway. Miri, I wonder if you can start us off by telling us about the read-in, how it came about, how you picked the book, just an overview. What is this project and why? This idea came from the fact that um, I took class with historian Robin D.G. Kelly last winter. Uh, I'm currently a um, PhD student at the UCLA World Arts and Culture slash dance program. And based on my experience as a B-girl, my MA focused on the oral history of New York City B-girls in the 1990s. Um, And as a result of that experience, you know, I was really taking a look at all of the things that make hip-hop dance what it is. And so a big part of that is African-American history. Um, And then when I went back to start my PhD, when I saw that I could take class with Robin D.G. Kelly, I was like, I'm taking this class. And the very first book that he has us all read is Black Reconstruction in America. Um, And I am a mother of two kids. I am commuting. So Thousand Oaks is about 40 minutes north of L.A., Um, And so between going to school for coursework and teaching at Channel Islands and parenting, really the only way that I was going to get through reading um, Black Reconstruction was to listen to it on Audible, actually, during my commute. So I had also my copy of Black Reconstruction, which is now like completely marked up. Um, So I would try to really think about like, I would hear what was being said in the audiobook, and then I would go into the book as soon as I hit campus or I got home and I would look back through it again. It bothered me that it was the first time I was learning this history. And so, but the uprising started 
And I started attending these Zoom meetings, you know, these uh, organization, you know, activation meetings. And I realized there were all these young people who were suddenly activated. And I saw these book lists going around, you know, with Ibram Kendi's book and Robin DeAngelo's book. And I was like, wow, the one book that no one is actually going to pick up and read is a 750-page book written by Du Bois that was back from 1935. And I said, how could I get people to engage with this? And because... I was in the final Broadway tour of uh, Rent uh, with really, really amazing performers. Um, so I kept thinking, you know, Michael McElroy, who is who just won a Tony last year for his work with Broadway Inspirational Voices, um, Justin Johnston, who played Angel for 10 years on Broadway, and then also Roger off Broadway. I called them up and I said, I'm thinking about organizing an action, which would basically be like, a marathon reading that we might do on a college campus. But because we can't do that, because none of us can gather, I'm thinking about asking our friends to just read a chapter. Um, would you be interested in doing this? And they said, absolutely. <laughs> so we're at 34 people. And so it initially started off with a lot of Rent and Hamilton alumni. Uh, but now also the first chapter is read by Felicia Rashad. Uh, the last chapter is read by Roy Wood Jr. So the thing that I think is really beautiful in, in looking at these videos right now is that for a lot of performers, this is the first time they're actually interacting with Du Bois and or Black Reconstruction. And so there are just moments where it hits them. Well, that, it's a good, that's a good segue to my first question for you, Kamisha. Kamisha, um, she mentioned, Miri mentioned that it was the first time many of these people had been exposed to Du Bois, and you, um, you've probably run into that before. And certainly this book, I mean, this is a big book. It's a, it's a dense book. It's a scholarly book. Who did he write the book for? Well, first, Judith, thank you for allowing me to have this opportunity. And Mary, it's always good to run into a fellow UMass alum. Um, the work itself, right? It's over 700 pages. You know, it's Du Bois. Du Bois is an academic. You see Du Bois writing it extensively about the African-American experience. You see that in various works prior to this one. You see it in Souls of Black Book. You see it in the essays that he writes and submits. But as far as the audience, the larger over 700 page work, that's for an academic audience. A work that puts the lived experiences of African-Americans out to a broader audience. It's simply a continuation of what he's been doing, of talking about the significance of African-Americans, the importance of African-Americans. So I can only imagine um, the actors, the performers, I don't really see it as such. It's not like your standard, you know, staged reading, but to connect with the work because it's their experiences, right? Even when this book was published in the 1930s, people connected to these experiences. And you can definitely see how they're doing that today. So it, it's a work that can be accessible. And I like Mary's idea of parceling it out into palatable pieces that people can sit with and think about and recognize that there are still some similarities a hundred years later after the initial publication. So um, could you tell us, Kamisha, we don't learn enough about reconstruction. 
basically. It's, it's sad that we don't even, many Americans, I would guess, don't even really know what the term means. So when we say reconstruction, could you tell us what we mean? So reconstruction is a period after the Civil War in which, I mean, if you look at the word, just the etymology of it, it's literally rebuilding the country, reconstructing the country from the Civil War. And like you said, there is a, there's a lapse. There's a lack in that knowledge. Um, Even though it is a period where you have a transition, you have a transition, for example, of African-Americans, a majority of them are coming from this unpaid labor to paid labor. And that's, that's a serious deal. Um, And that's something that the country has grappled, is still grappling with. And it was a period in which there was, there were moments of African-American success. So um, I found it interesting that he framed the book in terms of labor. And it starts with labor, black labor, white labor. And throughout the book, it's about labor. He does a beautiful job of telling us that it's the work and it's the workers. Mary, um, so your, your friends and colleagues in theater are, are reading this 700-page book. And it's a beautiful book, and it, but it's also very dense with lots of scholarly stuff, lots of quotes. Um, he's really making sure this is a scholarly work, and it is. And yet it's very beautiful, too. What's your dream of people listening to this? Well, my dream is that people actually get a copy of Black Reconstruction. There's so many different ways that I'm hoping that people will engage in the work. You know, the scholars are the folks who have already done the work and want these ideas to be out there. You know, I think as scholars, we're always wondering, Are we creating knowledge? Are we producing knowledge that exists in a vacuum that's only for, you know, those people who have the ability to go to graduate school? Whereas I'm trying to figure out ways, probably because of my training as a performer and my experience as a performer, of how to broaden audiences always. (laughs) You know, this is the first time I think that so many people in America are finally waking up to the injustices that have existed from the court. So this is, this is all connected. And I, I don't think that a lot of um, people today understand how we all arrived here on the lands that we occupy. And so all of these issues are all coming up right now. So I think this is the kind of perfect time to, to try to unpack this you know, unbelievably long book. <laughs> You've been listening to A Sense of Place, a podcast of the Housatonic Heritage Oral History Center. We hope you can catch some or all of this read-in. The website is thereadinseries.com, and on their site you can find information about the readers, the scholars and producers, and the platforms where you can follow and participate. There are also links to the University of Massachusetts Special Collections and to our own site, theoralhistorycenter.org. Thank you, Kamisha Scruggs and Miri Park. 
and journalist Reinhard von Wagtendunk for editing and sharing his radio storytelling skills, and Dan Bedeka for our music. I'm Judith Monikina. Thank you for listening. <laughs>